source at the intersection of culture and technology with your host, Sal DeGuardia. This is the Crypto Radio Network. Welcome, friends, to another week of the Crypto Radio Network, your voice in the metaverse. I'm Sal DeGuardia. I am Matt Mazzaferro. And I'm Evan Mann. Great to be here with you again. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the largest transfer of wealth in the history of the planet. But more than that, more than the money, more than the cool crypto trades, NFT swaps and purchases and all kinds of fun stuff. This really is, we are on the cusp of breaking through the barriers for creators all over the planet to take back control of their careers, their lives, their financial well-being. This is a moment in time that will, uh, it will, it will go down in history, I'm confident, as one of the times that um, the, every, the everyday person uh, the the small guys, right? The little guys, the the scrappy, the regular people, yeah, the regular people, the scrappy artists, the buskers on the street, that they're going to be able to do something absolutely monumental with their lives, with their creativity, with their art, in a way that uh, is just going to be unparalleled. I don't think there's ever going to be another time. Who knows, right? What happens in a hundred years? But I just don't think there's another time in history like right now. This is an incredible moment. So. Um, I'm Sal DeGuardia. I'm a uh, media personality. I have a radio broadcast career that goes back to 95. That was last century. It's so weird <laughs> to even say that. It's weird to say that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, still recovering a little bit from COVID, so I'm going to lean on uh, on my hosts, Matt and Evan, to help carry us through today. But we've got a really fun show lined up for today. Matt, do you want to give them a quick sneak peek what's coming up? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just want to build on one thing that you said, which was the largest uh, transfer of wealth. I think I think power and ownership also should be bucketed mm. into that as well, um, because you kind of alluded to it where the artists, you said the regular people, the everyday people. I'm going to say the talented people that are yet undiscovered. Ooh. They have the ability to go out and be discovered um, through the technology of Web3 and the blockchain and yes. NFTs and all of that stuff. So you know, from, from my perspective, I, I wouldn't say that they're just regular people. I think we all have our special talents. It's just they're undiscovered right now. And this gives everybody the opportunity to go out and become discovered and, so and experience that transfer of ownership, that transfer of power, that transfer of wealth that is going to revolutionize not only the world, but individual people's lives and change them forever. So, so I'm super excited about this space. Um, so sorry, I just wanted to add that. Yeah, but, uh, no, absolutely. I'm glad you did. Um, so, so today's show, I'm really excited about. We had an opportunity back at VCon a couple of weeks ago. Now, I can't believe that we say it's a couple of weeks ago, but it's been a couple of weeks. Right. We had the opportunity to sit down with two of the largest artists. I'd say well, largest. Actually, they're, they're, most... quite, they're quite regular sized, but they're the re- <laughs> although Beeple's a little tall. Yeah, he's a little. He's a little lanky. <laughs> Um, they're probably some of the most well-known artists in the space. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Um, and so we said his name already. Beeple is one of them. Uh, for those that probably remember about a year ago, the, the $69 million NFT sale, that was Beeple's work. million. It's still, to me, I've been able to say it for a year. I'm still boggled. Like, my mind is blown by that dollar figure. It's just incredible. It's yeah. immense. 
right? Um, but then, uh, so we sat down and we talked to him at VCon, uh, and then we sat down with Danny Cole. Danny Cole is an artist with Creature World, and he's done a numerous, you know, number of other things, including a collaboration with V Friends and Gift Goats and and that stuff. So those two were dynamite interviews. I'm just yeah. so excited to listen back to it. I was there live, but. Um, it's been a couple of weeks, so I, I can't I can't wait to listen again to what what they say. Yeah, for sure. Evan, while well, we were uh, busy in Minneapolis, you were uh, you were busy doing a few things. Uh, do you want to share a little bit about where you were and what you were up to? Uh, honestly, Sal, you put me on the spot. And I, know. I feel like I've been working so much on so many different things. Like which which thing is it? Yeah. Which day is it? <laughs> I don't remember. You know, uh, my team, we launched an NFT project while you were gone. We, yeah. We, I've been, you know, consulting with a couple of people. I just, I got off the phone recently with somebody who has another idea. I'm always talking to people with great ideas and connecting them. Um, I, was there something specific you were asking about? <laughs> I, I, no, I think just, situation. yeah, just catching up on, on where you've been no, and what you've been up to. You know, let me, let me just, I, I'll piggyback on what you guys have both said that, you know, there, there are, at any given time in the world, there are there are hundreds of millions of people, I am sure, who are creating beautiful, unique yeah. music or art. But if you turn on the radio, you might hear a hundred artists on the top forty station in regular rotation. You hear them every and that's not a reflection. Hour. That's not a reflection that there are only a hundred artists worth your time and musical dollars. Right. That's a reflection that we have a communication problem. We have a problem getting you to the music you might like to listen to that is as yet undiscovered. And we're breaking down those barriers today. Enter and Web3 and NFTs? Well, yeah. <laughs> enter Web3. And the thing I'm most excited for, we've been talking about Web3 101, is today we were going to go over, for our folks back home, your homework assignment last episode yes. was to get a crypto wallet. And don't worry if you had some trouble with it. We are coming through in the clutch. The cavalry is here. We thought we'd take the first couple of minutes to kind of walk you through how easy it is yeah. to get a wallet, to get your own private keys so you can access the blockchain ledger and start trading when you're ready with cryptocurrency and NFTs. And then, then in the next couple of weeks, we're going to give you the opportunity to own your first digital asset absolutely for free. So you don't have to spend any money. There's no risk. There's no downside. Uh, and I'm excited about it. Should we start uh, walking people through it? I've got I've got like my MetaMask on my phone. Ready I'm ready. Go like Evan, I'm- let's do it. Let's rock and roll. <laughs> Just one caveat. If you're yeah. driving right now, don't yes. do it. Oh, yeah. God, absolutely. <laughs> Please, Please don't, don't MetaMask and drive. No, no, right. no, never. No, 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 no. And, you know, like if you're like tuning in at school or, a, you know, a funeral or something like that. Like, oh, my we're, gosh. You, we're, wow, you went dark. You can, you can find this episode later. You can do it later. Okay? You, yeah, know, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're going to be here for you. You don't have for to sure. whip it out right now. Find us on Anchor, et cetera. But if you do have your phone and you are in a place where you can use your thumbs, head to the App Store. Android, iOS, doesn't matter. Your App Store is going to have an application that is free to download called Meta Mask, M-E-T-A, Mask, M-A-S-K. It's got a cute little picture of a fox on it. And when you download it and click the icon to open it up, you're going to see a screen that says, Welcome to MetaMask, with a button that says, Get Started. Easy. When you press that, it's going to give you two options. It's going to give you the option to import an existing wallet using a secret recovery phrase. We'll talk more about that in a second. Mm -hmm. Or to create a new wallet. You're going to choose Create a New Wallet. It gives you a couple of different primers 
for example, that MetaMask is never going to sell your data. They're never going to ask you for your password. They're never going to ask you for secret incriminating data. You just kind of read through. You agree as you do with apps. Right. You create a password as you do with apps. I'm going to choose the password for my show, Sal and Matt Rule. We is that your pad? You're guys. actually giving us your password right now. This is a dummy Sal account, of course, right? And Matt Rule. This is totally a dummy account. Okay. And, I hate uh, saying dummy I'm account, a, but it's a it's a disposable. Right. I, just, account. I mean to say yeah. it's like a crash test dummy. Yeah. It's a faker. Yeah. Uh, I'm using. I'm creating my wallet right now, and that's it. The next thing it does. This is probably the most important part. It's going to op- offer you the chance to secure your wallet with what's called a secret recovery phrase. Sometimes it's known as a seed phrase. And they've got a real cute little video here that explains it to you. This is your your key that you use to access the blockchain. It's a string of like 64 numbers and letters. No one's ever going to remember it. So their solution is it's easier, simpler to create this phrase of words that represent your private key. And when you hit this little button to start, they give you a reminder that says, write down and store this phrase in a piece of paper on a safe place. If you lose this phrase, you cannot recover your crypto. So write this down on a piece of paper, store it in a bank vault, store it in a couple of different places, and don't tell anybody about it. Don't tell us about it. When you hit the button to say start, it's going to show you these 12 words. For this wallet, uh, it, it, it's I'm going to make up some words, words like beauty or muffin or Macaroni paper or spoon. For- Macaroni. Yeah. They're nonsensical. History. They're in an order. You write them down because on the next screen, it's going to ask you to put them in an order. And once you do that, boom, you're done. You've got a MetaMask wallet. Congratulations. Every time you go to the app, That's you it? just use your password. You open it up. That's it. You can start trading cryptocurrency. Evan, you did that in like three minutes. That was amazing. I know, man. It was fast. Super simple. Just just two two real quick things. One, Always write down your seed phrase so that you, because if you lose that seed phrase and you switch mobile devices or you switch computers, you lose access to that wallet forever. The second thing is do not store that seed phrase in any digital device. Make sure you write it down and it's separate from any any digital device because hackers can get in there. And if they get access to your seed phrase, they will drain your wallet. So those are two just real thing, like security things I just wanted to mention. Coming up, our interview with Beeple, the $69 million man from our time at VCon in Minneapolis at the Super 10K party put on by JDM Labs. And we're going to talk to the CEO of JDM Labs as well coming up this hour. This is your voice in the metaverse. This is Crypto Radio Network. voice in the metaverse the crypto radio network welcome back friends i'm sal DiGuardia. i am matt mazzaferro and i'm evan mann we are so grateful that you're here listening to us on the crypto radio network um before the break we talked a little bit about how to set up your digital wallet um we utilized one service called metamask and uh, you saw how easy it was to just go on your phone, download the app, and set it up. I say easy. I'm not at all downplaying um, what we need to do in order to, to set it up. But we, we touched a little bit at the end um, about security uh, and talking about the seed phrase and all of that. We do want to touch on that a little bit more. Um, so we're going to tease that uh, right now. We'll talk about it in just a little bit. But before we go there, 
I know, Sal, I can see the smile on your face, Evan, the smile on your face. You know, we talked about the fact that a couple of weeks ago we were at VCon and we were able to sit down with one of arguably the biggest artists in the NFT space, the one probably that made the biggest headline, the biggest splash from a media perspective, sold that $69 million NFT. None other than NFT extraordinaire people. So I'm really excited for us to be able to to play that interview for you, Sal. You had a, a, a chance to sit down. Can you tell us just a little bit, like, what were you feeling when when people agreed to sit down with you and and have that interview? Completely surreal, I, honestly, Matt. And and I, I mean, I, I it was like an out of body experience. And I, the only way to explain it is uh, just to play it for you. So here we go. This is our interview with people from VCon at the Super 10K Mansion Party. Crypto Radio Network, Sal DeGuardia, Matt Mazzaferro in the house, and uh, just joining us, surprise, in Minneapolis during our time here at VCon, the first ever convention for the Matt. V-Friends collection, Gary Vaynerchuk, and Beeple shows up out of nowhere and says, hey, let's let's just start, let's, let's do sit it. down and do an interview. Let's so, do it. What's going on, Beeple? How are you, man? What? is going what on is, what is, is going actually on? the question i would like to ask you i'm gonna actually ask you something i think is interesting because i know everybody's gonna probably asking like well what are you gonna talk about at the conference and nobody has somebody, asked me nobody that asked no everybody just wants a f- selfie let's talk about something I'm not, I'm not gonna lie i might ask you for I, a selfie said, too, i literally but. was starting to talk to somebody about something and they cut me off and it was like can i just selfie? get a selfie go yourself guy i've heard you talk i don't need to hear you talk anymore that's so funny i don't need to I'm, hear you talk anymore but are you but you're staying for the whole conference right you're gonna be here yeah, for yeah i'll be here till what like do Sunday you hope night. to get like as an attendee what what are you looking forward to this mm, to me it's just like this is super fun just hanging out with people and just yeah. it's more of a there's interesting conversations and just like it's inspiring to hear about everybody's projects and just meeting people and just making connections and it's yeah. it's funny how many of these People, you just, if you start coming out to these things, and especially young people, I would very, very much recommend coming out to this stuff. Yeah. Because there's no substitute for, like, just seeing a person in, like, you know, having a beer with somebody. Like, I, I think it's it's really something that you, experience you cannot get on online. And you will make connections that are, that would take you years to build online. In, in a few days. In literally three days. Yeah. It will, there are people that you will not forget. Yeah. You know, versus people you forget them online, you, know, you kind of, they, they fall out of your feed and then it's sort of like, where'd that guy go? And yeah. it's like, well, they're still there. Like Sal DeGuardia. I oh, I hope I don't follow your shots fired. No, I mean I mean come here and meet him. Like he's like oh gotcha. You're amazing, man. Thank yeah, you, Joe. Yeah. Um, I mean look, you're you're a super connector. You know, like we try, we try to yeah. And and listen, we're you know we're trying to do a good job and, and be good stewards of the knowledge and the and the community and really help people that don't understand Web three. All they've heard is like crypto bad, NFTs are a scam, and really help them to kind of understand what the community piece is all about. Because that's that's really that's what I'm here for too this week, honestly. It is amazing to me how much, I mean, I guess it makes sense with how much money is being thrown around here. Right. The, 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 it is much, crazy. Like how it's much obscene. this became like real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that it's sort of, because there's a lot of events too. <laughs> like there's right. no shortage of events for you to go to if right. you want to go to this. There's right. a 
conference every three seconds. Right. All over the world. Right. Meetups and blah, blah, blah. So it, this is going to be fun to edit for radio later. By the way. It is, We're not going to hear oh, half of people's swear. answers. You can't swear. You're going to edit it? Do you? I, they, oh, no. There's a don't they want you to do, say, but don't we don't. Be a just, <laughs> just put it on the air. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I think it's one of these things where it's like I, I don't know. I, I think it's great to go out to these things yeah. and like meet people and like I don't know. It, it's there's no substitute for that. You as an artist, what's next? What's the next level for you? It's just keep doing every days. Yeah, I just keep doing every days. Like that's all I want to do. Like I I don't have like a next sort of like. Well, I guess actually, now that I think about it, I don't really think any of my work has truly been collected by like any museum. Really? So, yeah. That would, well, yeah. So, that's where I would say, I guess that would be the next kind of like. And would you want to Very see objective, immediate goal, but to be honest, that literally just occurred to me. Yeah. Um, I'm much more sort of like focused on the things that, like, just me, you guys don't really kind of care about, just more like getting better at sort of like, you know, making pictures. Now, with like physical art, it's such a like new, like, medium to me. And so... Yeah, I saw you did a physical recently, right? You, pr you printed them you out. You've done a couple things. Yeah. yeah. To me, that's like a whole new, like, sort of, like, avenue that I literally did not ever think about until a year ago. There's a lot to learn there. I feel like the sort of scope of what I could make has expanded a lot. And so it's sort of... There's plenty of challenges out there, I guess. Do you, so, and are, do, you, do you ever see yourself doing more of the, uh, like, toys or designer toys? I saw that one that came out recently. Um, oh, the U2's a, thing? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if you plan on going um, that route. Are you looking more for physical, like, paintings or prints? No, for the time being, yeah. For the time being, I'm way more concerned on, like, making, like, a very scarce number of objects that are much more, like, complex, like the human one thing, where it's sort of like, I don't have to think about how can we make you know 50,000 of these because that very much right. limits to what you do when you go to 50,000 you're literally talking about a piece of plastic right you know what i mean when you yeah. when you're like i'm going to make one of these you make this crazy complex box that you know yeah. does all this crazy and then people so, could see it yeah and people yeah. could see it and sort of like to me i'm more interested in like kind of like a scarce number of objects like that because i think that aligns more with sort of like the traditional art space and yeah. how they sort of like understand this and i think I'm really trying to sort of like meet them in the middle. So we're looking at maybe a basil piece, huh? Like something that we could see, like one. Of yeah, the yeah, yeah, like basil. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for rad. sure, for That'd sure. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I think that that kind of thing, like to me, is. I think it's like you can convince people of this stuff, evangelize stuff, by sort of like meeting them halfway and kind of like and and to me it's it's also very sort of like interesting and exciting, um, learning about this stuff because I didn't know anything about traditional art, so I'm learning about all these sort of like different art styles that are very different than sort of like digital art and there's a lot of kind of like inspiration there. There's a so huge cool. history to learn from, yeah. There's a couple things to learn from. Okay, meet you guys with the question. I know, right? I'm like, who? Man. Does anybody notice who this? Gave this guy a mic? Yeah. Who, who gave Nick a mic? sucking me in? <laughs> you want to sucking me in? Ladies and gentlemen, people. There it is. Thank you guys. In the house. That was amazing. That is it. That is from the White Room at the Super 10K Mansion Party from VCon last month. 
thank you so much to people and a little bit of help from Joe Bradley. This is your voice in the metaverse. It's the Crypto Radio Network. From Born Apes to Bitcoin, this is the Crypto Radio Network. Welcome back, friends. My name is Sal DeGuardia. I am Matt Mazzaferro. And I am Evan Mann. And what about people, ladies and gentlemen? People, Monsters everybody. And machines. Yeah. Whoa. Do I have an applause button? Wait, let me see if I have an applause. I think I do. Oh. I have it oh, hiding sound somewhere. Effects? Oh. Yeah, of course. Why <laughs> well, wouldn't we? We're, we're, we're giving snaps. We're giving applause. Yeah. That was a... Uh, an interview with someone who is truly high on life um, at the top of their game, at the top of their craft. And I am so excited to hear what you all think. Obviously, again, that was, you know, in the context of like a, you know, a party. I know you had to do a lot of editing. I'm sure that a that lot of it is maybe not that <laughs> candid or frank uh, always, you know, at a conference like that, you're you're around all your crypto friends. You're talking yeah. about crypto. You're talking about NFTs. I, I was really shocked by something he said a couple of times or alluded to a couple of times Um about like stuff you guys don't really care about or people don't seem to care yeah. about physical art. You know, he, he alluded to like what we talk about a lot as a problem in this space, that there are a lot of people who are just here to get rich quick or a lot of people that don't really care about artists. They care about JPEGs. Um, so that was something I picked up on and thought was interesting. But I'd be curious to know what you guys noticed, what you guys observed, and, you know, especially Sal from being in the room with him, what that was like. What do you guys so, think about it? I mean, so back to Matt's original question. This is Matt, my my public apology to use. And I think you saw it. Like I was just like floating out of my body for a second there. And I had to kind of pull myself back in and thank, you know, thanks to Joe Bradley, who happened to be sitting there and grabbed a mic. He's one of my buddies from here in Arizona that's tied in pretty deep. He was on the Cheech and Chong NFT project. Uh, he's done a couple other big ones, but uh, he just jumped in, you know, with a couple questions. But I felt so bad, Matt, because I turn around and I see you. But it's like, I mean, I had like, you know, scales over the eyes. I just, I couldn't, I can't explain what it was like to actually sit down with people. It was crazy cool. Yeah. No, well, first of all, never need to apologize for that. Like, it, I, I get it. And, and I think, I, I just want to reiterate this one more time, and then we'll, we'll talk about a little bit about what he said in the interview. But for those out there that, that either heard about people just tangentially in the media about right. the 69 million. Like, I want to just reiterate how big of a deal this, this gentleman is in this space. Yeah. He, he really is one of the top artists in the space. So think about sitting down and interviewing, you know, I, I don't know, Michael Jackson at the top of yeah. his game or whoever it might be. Right? That's the, exactly. Seriously. That's the level. Yeah. And you're no, you're absolutely right. Like Picasso sitting down and interviewing Picasso, like, the top of their game and what they do. So I get it, Sal. Completely understand why you were sort of floating out of your just body. walks in the room. I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, it wasn't so cool. even a, a planned interview. He just kind of waltzed in and, and boom, there he was. So yeah. um, I, I get it. No worries. I, I just wanted to jump into with a little more context about Beeple. Beeple yeah. is this artist's yeah. uh, pseudonym. His real name is Mike Winkleman. Right. Um, and for the last... 13 years, which is more than 5,000 days, he has been creating a picture every single day for the primary purpose of bettering his craft as a digital artist. People really sees himself, as you can hear, as an artist first. Right. And the the record breaking auctions that he his art has had, we, we've really we've just never seen any individual artist who at this scale 
this consistency with this much impact um, iterating in a new medium at scale in yes. culture. I, I mean, you know, I don't know that we've seen anything like this since, you know, Andy Warhol, maybe. I'm not an art guy, yeah. but in, in popular culture, that might be a good comparison, would you say? I think to... Yeah, I, I really do. And actually, it's really interesting if you look at some of the Warhols that have been going at Christie's. They're just they're just not having that kind of an impact financially. Not that the art is important. Yeah. Of course it is. And um, there are other up and comers, too. There's Fawocious, who's done a, yep. an enormous amount of money in in um, in sales for his NFT projects. It's just it's a it, it's really interesting for me to to sit down with. Mike, I almost called him Mike once or twice, by the way, now that you mentioned it, Evan, it was so funny. I wanted to call him Mike so bad. Um, but I think it's just seeing the man who has been grinding it out before and after the $69 million sale, understand that the majority of his work, he's been selling, you know, one at a time, those dailies that he's done for like a hundred yeah. bucks, 200 bucks, 300, right? Yeah. Just grinding it out for almost 15 years this guy is just a machine and he's committed to his craft he happened to get lucky he got one that that just popped off and um and i think he even said it at nft nyc last year it just it didn't really it still hasn't really sunk in right that that's well, he's, where he's at he's kind of a humble guy yeah. like in a lot of his appearances he really is just kind of kind of soft-spoken kind of unassuming and to be fair you know the the grind has paid off for him i mean you know you're talking about selling artwork but he's worked with companies like apple he's worked yeah. with samsung he's worked with pepsi celebrities m&m zed skrillex dead mouse and the art is you know it's not just like sometimes you see art in the nft space and you're like i could do that um but it really is it's intentional it's it's uh, developed. He has explores all these interesting themes like our society's obsession with fear of technology, uh, desire and resentment towards wealth. He talks about what tomorrow will be like through his art yeah. uh, based on kind of where we are today. So it's a it's a really it, it, it's pretty rich stuff. Matt, can I ask you just and I again, I feel bad because you really should have been sitting down with us, but you had a front row seat. I mean, you were right there. Um, you and your mom, by the way, your lovely mother that was at VCon yes. with you that you brought as your plus one, uh, which was amazing. We're in, you know, we're in the Van Dusen mansion, uh, which, by the way, we're going to be talking to the CEO, Michael Trompetta of JDM Labs, who put this event on and made all this possible. Uh, he's coming up in the next segment. So stick around for that in about 10 minutes. But that front row seat that you had, what was kind of your experience observing that whole conversation and just being in the room with him? Yeah. So, well, first of all, I, I agree with you. The Van Dusen Mansion was just such a gorgeous venue um, and an incredible party that was put on by JDM Labs and, and Michael Trumpetta. Like, I, I had an amazing time there. And to, to be able to sit there and, you know, Sal, I sort of had the same experience, even though it was like a front row seat, just in awe, in awe of his raw talent. Yeah. And, and this goes back and connects back to what I said before, which is this this time, and, and everything that's happening in this space is not just the transfer of wealth. You said it, Sal, like he spent years and years and years right. grinding it out as an artist. And for me, um, I talk about being undiscovered. Well, he was discovered in a massive, massive way. Yeah. Um, and that's what it takes. And now one could argue, would he have been discovered without Web3, without NFTs, without mm. digital art? I, I don't know. That, that is a debate for another day. 
But to, to be able to sit down and just listen to how he thinks about it, the thing that struck me the most out of that entire interview, I mean, he dropped a lot of gems and a lot of curse words, he but um, he dropped a lot <laughs> he of gems. Yeah. The thing that struck me was how many times he said he's still learning. Yeah. He's still learning. You know, he's been an artist for all of these years. He's been honing his craft for you know, a decade and a half, but he's still learning. He's still learning new techniques. He's still yeah. learning you know, what it is that he wants to focus on and what kind of art he wants to put out. For me, that, that to me resonated because no matter how good you are at what you do, there's always opportunities to continue to learn and continue to get better. So for me, that, that, was, that was a major aha because when you think about artists or you think about people who are top of the game or, you know, I would say popular in pop culture, you don't necessarily think that they're continuing to learn and hone their craft over and over again. You're kind of like, oh, they made it, so they must be already, right. like, they've done it. It's really, um, it was just a magical night, and I uh, cannot thank uh, Mikey and his team enough for, for putting on the event. We're going to talk to him in just a few minutes, but we promised you a little recap of security. So once your MetaMask wallet is set up and you're ready to go out into the open sea or, you know, token, tr <laughs> well, like wherever you want to go to see what you did there. Yeah, to experience um, the purchase and, and uh, trading of NFTs or crypto, whatever it is. Um, just a couple things to keep in mind. So one is you may get direct messages, whether it's in Twitter, maybe it's in Discord. Um, you might even see links publicly on Twitter and, and other social media profiles that are misleading. Just bottom line. They're just they're um, they're designed to uh, socially engineer you to click on their link and to empty out your wallet. Like just so just that you're aware. Quick. Yeah. It happens to pros too. The board apes just today. Seth Green. Somebody compromised the reputation of a community manager yeah. in their Discord and posted a message that looked like it came from this person, telling them to click on a link, and many of them did. So, Seth Green just shared that. with us at VCon that, and he's yep. been building a, an entire show content around his board ape, and it got wiped. It got sniped, you know, swiped out of his wow. wallet. So, I mean, Poor it's going to happen. I know it's it's happening. Uh, all the time. Just remember that you're going to hear folks probably mostly in direct message, uh, whether it's in Discord or Twitter. Um, they may even say they're from MetaMask and, hey, I need your wallet. I need your password. I need your seed phrase, your secret phrase. None of that is real. Like that just never happens. Uh, if And even when you're reaching out to MetaMask, uh, they probably don't need your seed phrase just to help you with some of the basics or questions. So just keep that in mind. Keep your seed phrase safe. Keep it in a lockbox. Store it away. Coming up next, CEO of JDM Labs, Michael, Tram Michael Trompetta, joins us next on the Can't Crypto wait. Radio Network. Real radio for the metaverse. This is the Crypto Radio Network. Welcome back, my friends. I'm Sal DiGuardia. I am Matt Mazzaferro. And I'm Evan Mann. Welcome back. Your voice of the metaverse. This has been an amazing hour. Our interview with people from the white room of the Van Dusen Mansion in Minneapolis during VCon 2022. This, of course, was made possible by JDM Labs and their CEO, Mikey Ciampetta, who joins us now on The Big Show. Welcome, Mikey. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, Sal. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Evan. So good to have you with us, my friend. Um, that event, 
I mean, mine was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Mine was the night before. It was the kickoff, kind of the jump off for the week. But man, that mansion event was spectacular. Really well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I... Uh, I told you individually uh, what was the mission of the mansion party, but basically it was just to give back to the community. Yeah. Like, uh, like I said in a recap video that I posted on my Twitter and on my Instagram, that it really was like V friend, the V friends community wouldn't have, uh, sorry, JDM labs wouldn't have existed if it weren't for the V friends community. And that's one way for me to just give back to any of the community projects, such as uh, crypto radio network. Um, and to be able to exhibit, at a cool venue to a highly targeted audience. And so what some people don't know is there's some smaller, lesser known projects like Dinosaur Buttfeet from a really good friend yes. of ours, Nick D. Uh, Dinosaur Buttfeet was like started on a dare and he's just <laughs> taken it and ran with it for the last you know nine months or so. But that was a great opportunity for him to you know display some of his merch and, and some of his pieces, his collection till now. Um, and this is all, you know again, to have us and, and Crypto Radio Network have a presence there. Mikey, you did that all, you know, you just went out of pocket and just made it possible for us to be there without having to do, you know, any big sponsorship deal or anything like that. And, and uh, in fact, it was free. And I just cannot thank you enough for your generosity and your your consideration of the community and um, so many other people that benefit, of course, Eternal Royals. Uh, there's so many more to mention. I, I can't even think of them all. Was Flexi NFTs there also? They were there hanging out. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not too sure of, about what their project is, but I saw them hanging out because they have those yeah. colorful, hyper color, whatever. Uh, brilliant. Jackets. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. They're, they do a tri, like a tri layered uh, backlit display for your NFTs and they can like customize the backgrounds and it's a really high end uh, frame. It's really well done. But oh, that's um, cool. OK, yeah. that's good to know. I, th I don't know why I thought they were there, but maybe it was somebody else that had like something similar. But they didn't exhibit, but they were there hanging out because I there, saw yeah. I, I saw them like with their jackets or shirts. I, or I think whatever, they hoodies. sponsored like every other event that week, like a, ah. like three or four satellite events. That's why I asked. I thought they did have a presence there. I was stuck up in the white room the whole night, so I didn't really yeah. see or, you know, talk to any of the other exhibitors other than our buddy Nick and you know, Drew and Jesse. So in fact, they're going to be on the show uh, in the next hour. So oh, Jesse fantastic. Johnson, the dope art, um, he's going to be joining us next hour along with uh, his buddy Drew that helps him run the Eternal Royals project, which, by the way, just framing it up, the Eternal Royals is probably one of the most beautiful pieces of art, uh, one of the be most beautiful collections that are out there in the NFT world to see it prominently displayed, uh, not only on your wall, but also in this mansion, in the Van Dusen mansion, it was just like, you finally felt like, okay, now it's in its proper place. It looks fantastic. It was so yes. cool. Yeah. <laughs> so Mikey, I, I'm super interested. Um, you know, you mentioned before that JDM Labs, that you're yes. CEO and co-founder of, would not exist without VFriends. And we all know that we would, this radio show probably would not in, uh, exist without VFriends. So I'm curious... How did you make the transition into Web3, um, you know, via vFriends and really sit down to say, you know what, I'm going to create JD JDM Labs. Here's the reason why. Like, why did you jump full, full, uh, I'll, I'll go right into the deep end, um, into Web3? That's a great question because, you know, I didn't think of jumping into Web3. I uh, Fortunately, I do have a background in crypto. Uh, I was involved in a previous company where we built a crypto exchange but that closed down during the first bear not burst but during a bear market in 2018 to 2019 where 
Bitcoin went from 30K to 3K. Yeah. Imagine that type of bear market, right? <laughs> right now, people are panicking because Bitcoin's at right, 30. Yeah, it went from 50 30. to 30 and everybody's freaking out, uh, which yeah. understandably so. I mean, that's what, a 40% drop, right? So Yeah, that's a huge drop. But, you know, like um, uh, the that exchange, um, what do you call that? Uh, ended up closing. Um, and then I got involved in VFriends uh, a few years later, and I wasn't involved in crypto at all. But the community just hyped me up. And not only that, I realized that I could parlay my skills into this. And I was like, hey, I'm a developer. Um, a lot of developers are needed in the space. Why not try to fit my skills into the space, into Web3? And that's what I did. Now, the, re it's, uh, the reason why I think it's a, such a great question, Matt, is because you know, for anybody else out there, you don't have to be a developer or an artist. What mm. is important is that how can you use your skills in Web3? For example, a data scientist asked me, he's like, well, I'm a data scientist, a data analyst. Well, how do I? Well, we need a lot of data and visualization of that data in this space. Right now, yes. what is your only source? Etherscan. That's horrible. That's a horrible user right. experience. So, yeah. What was that light bulb? What was it that said, you know what, I'm going to pivot my entire career and my entire life into Web3? Like, why do you think Web3 is the future of where you want to go professionally? I'll be completely honest. I didn't think that it, I, I wasn't thinking about pivoting my whole life into it, but uh, I just realized a lot of people needed help and I wanted to help them. You know, a lot of artists wanted uh, out there needed to learn solidity and they were i was jumping in spaces and clubhouse rooms about solidity artists learning solidity and i just told them straight up focus on what you're good at you're a creator create stuff i'm a developer let me develop stuff you will never be as good as me as a programmer and i will never be as good as you as a creator so why don't we all collaborate together like i say collaboration is currency now, Mike, Mikey, we only got a little bit of time, but I would love to know about what you've got coming up. And specifically, I'm thinking about the expo that you've got in Vegas. Do you have a second to quick tell us about that? Yes. October 10th to October 13th, the Web3 Expo, which is uh, centered around Web3, will be at the Wynn Convention Center. Ooh. So in Las Vegas. Fancy. Great venue. And you can find out more about that at web3expo.live. That's and correct. We'll have that link. We'll have links to where you can yeah, find out can. more about what Mikey's doing, JDM Labs, all of that stuff in the show notes um, so that people can get connected with you because we love when people can get connected to good sources of information here. Yes. Thanks for being so friendly and helping and sharing, brother. It's, You're welcome. It's and maybe there might be another super party, 10K, mm -hmm. during that time. <laughs> Will people be there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, man, I, I don't know how you did it, Mikey, but I mean, and, and people and Danny Cole were not the only two, by the way, our interview with Danny Cole coming up next hour, of course, uh, Jesse and Drew from Eternal Royals are going to stop by next hour as well. Uh, but you just, you brought together a really, just an eclectic, huge collection of big players in the space, man. And we just cannot thank you enough for the opportunity, uh, for us to be a part of that. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for attending. I appreciate it. From JDM Labs and myself, thank you guys. You're amazing, there, man. There's so many questions I want to ask. We got to have you back when you got <laughs> right. some more time. I'll come back on. Just let me know. Anytime. Yeah, we'd love to have you. That's going to do it for this hour of the Crypto Radio Network. As we said, stay tuned. Next hour, our interview with Danny Cole from the Van Dusen Mansion in Minneapolis during VCon. Also, Jesse Johnson, the dope art, Eternal Royals coming up as well. This is your voice in the metaverse. This is the Crypto Radio Network. Your 
source at the intersection of culture and technology with your host, Sal DeGuardia. This is the Crypto Radio Network. Welcome back, friends, to another hour of the Crypto Radio Network. I'm Sal DeGuardia. I am Matt Mazzaferro. Hey, and I'm Evan Mann. This is your voice in the metaverse. Meeting all things Web3. So we talk about crypto a little bit, cryptocurrency. We talk a little bit about NFTs. We actually talk a lot about NFTs. If we're being a completely lot, honest, we probably talk about NFTs more than we should, but uh, but we like it. It's fun. NFTs are fun. Yeah, and before you turn that dial because you're like, oh, it's a bunch of techies and investors, we are regular people just like you. Just regular Joes. are are just having a good time. So stick around. You might learn something and you just might like it. And you'll definitely be entertained. That much I will say. This <laughs> is, ladies and gentlemen, right now, it's a it's a moment in history. It really is. Uh, it's the largest transfer of wealth in the history of planet. Uh, at Matt, as Matt you know, laid out for us last hour, it's also the largest transfer of control to the independent artists that now have the ability, whether, whether it's through uh, traditional art mediums, whether it's music, writing so books uh, there's just there's a myriad of applications for the blockchain and the technologies that it support which of course is cryptocurrency nfts the metaverse uh and and we should probably be careful to say like the metaverse is not just one thing it's it's not just jumping into the metaverse we say that you know kind of uh generally right. but there are multiple metaverse spaces there's crypto voxels and decentraland and sandbox and Alt space. Well, there's like a bunch of different places you can go. That's true for all of this. There, there, cryptocurrency is not just about money. In five years, most crypto will have little to do with currency. Most NFTs will have little to do with digital art and JPEGs, the way that your smartphone has very little to do with making phone calls. This is really an innovation in communication. Since the year 2005, probably, most people in the United States have been connected to the internet. But only now are we stepping into a truly globalized era of communication that also involves ownership for regular people like you and me the ability to control and own digital assets that aren't just copies uh it's an exciting time matt mezzaferro what is coming up on the show this hour what can they be looking forward to well i think the biggest thing that we got coming up is um another interview that we did at vcon a couple of weeks ago we had the distinct honor and pleasure to sit down with danny cole and have a great conversation um and i'll say dare I say, it was a bit deeper, a bit deeper than the first interview that you guys heard last hour with people. Uh, Danny went pretty deep on what he thinks about Web3, what he thinks about NFTs, what he's doing and where he thinks the future is going. Uh, so I'm really excited to share that interview. And then you alluded to it with Eternal Royals. We've got the artist from Eternal Royals coming on. Um, that's going to be a live interview here with them. Jesse uh, towards Johnson the on the way. Yep. Yep, get, looking forward to that. But but before we go there, I know last hour um, we we kicked off with how to set up your digital wallet, yes. how to set up your MetaMask, and we chose MetaMask just because it is one of the most popular digital wallets right now. But it is not the only digital wallet. There are plenty out there that you can go and, and download. You just got to do your own research and understand which blockchain you want to, um, you know, uh, purchase assets on, etc. They might be the only wallet if we at some point dub this like if this becomes the MetaMask Studios that we're broadcasting live from, then they might be the only wallet that we ever talk about. I'm kidding. Sure. Of course. But hint, 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 wink, 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 right? Uh, yeah. A little bit of a nudge there. But yeah, we no, are I, available. I, I, <laughs> Sponsorship opportunities um, now. 
That's right. Um, but but one of the things that we talked about a little bit was security, and that was not meant to scare anybody. Um, I think the media does a, a good enough job of that, of sitting yeah. down and saying, you know, NFTs and cryptocurrency, it's all a scam, and you'll lose your wallet, and you'll, get, you'll lose your assets, and this and that. And I think, for me, one of the things that I want to make sure that we're doing in this show is demystifying sort of those... I'd say incorrect conclusions that are being made based off of information you're hearing from the media. And so we're here to talk a little bit more about that. So Evan, I know you had mentioned a little bit about, hey, can we just can we just touch on that a little bit more? So I think we dive into that for now and then we next That's segment right. go on to Danny Cole. I'm about it. I, I just wanted to say, I think there are a lot of people who may have heard us talking about the risk of sharing your secret phrase with someone right. and, and are thinking, what th- this sounds like a bad deal. Like, like if I lose my Facebook password, they, they, they keep it for me. I just reset and get a new one. It seems like a lot of responsibility to have to be in charge of my password, my private keys this way. That, that's risky. And what we're here to tell you is that we know. We know it's that way right now. But there are also a lot of solutions. They're called custodial solutions. One example is Coinbase. Wallets where if you do lose a phrase or a password, they can help you recover it. It's sort of a a baby step that is a good option for a lot of people. It's a spectrum uh, of security, convenience, and control. The more secure something is, usually the less convenient it is. If you have a long, big password, it's very secure, but it's not very convenient to remember it all the time. So the biggest brains in our space right now are working on solutions to make it more secure and also more convenient. But for now, stick with us. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater just because it seems like a lot to work with. Uh, It is a big responsibility, but ultimately it comes with a lot of benefits. And we'll walk you through those in due time. Like, for example, owning your own digital assets. I think it's safe to say that uh, next week or perhaps the following, we will have your first if you don't have one. Free to mint free. NFT. Won't that be cool? I'm excited to share that with people so that you can have a digital asset for no risk, no cost whatsoever. Just to start learning more about this stuff. We're not we're not charging for this one. <laughs> you sure? Well, you know, three easy payments of three ninety nine ninety nine. Read the fine print. <clears throat> this is and this is the part that I'm really excited about. I think there's uh there's a lot of people in the space that are doing uh media, right? Um Talking with the same thing that we're doing, right? Talking with artists, talking with uh, project leaders. And um, there's different models that can be applied. Our model, because we're on traditional you know, broadcast radio, we have the opportunity to support what we do through uh, sponsorships and ad dollars, which, by the way, if you ever want to reach out to us, feel free to email me, sal at cryptoradionetwork.io. Happy to have that conversation with you. Uh, shameless plug. But the punchline is... The good news is we don't have to do uh, we don't have to do like a creator coin or an NFT or anything on the front end to require you to pay to get access to the the knowledge and the and the content. We're super excited about that part. That doesn't mean that we're not going to do a project at some point in the future. We very well may drop an NFT. I don't know. It could be next month. You never know. Uh, what the I'd say it's holds. a pretty good possibility at some point something. I think at will some point hit. we're probably going to have to, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah not yeah. have to, but we'll want to, and and yes. that one is really more to enrich you, right? To give you the opportunity to not only um, invest in a uh, project, and I use that term invest loosely, 
but uh, to purchase, you know, an NFT from us, which we obviously would be super honored. But then also, you know, you get the benefit of being able to turn around and flip it if you want to for a few bucks or hang on to it and just kind of ride it out and see what it does over the long term. It's a it's just a great way to get into the space. So uh, I apologize. I got us a little bit derailed there, but I did want to um, kind of piggyback off what you shared, Evan, that we're going to have a free Po app for them to drop into their new MetaMask wallet. So hence the homework. Yeah. And if you missed the homework, you can catch up with us on anchor.fm. You can see links to all our stuff on our Twitter profile. Uh, Sal, hit him, hit him with the links because I Ready? never have the links at hand like you do. Give it to me, brother. So our Twitter handle at CryptoNetRadio. That's the same on Instagram, by the way. If you want to go to our website, it's CryptoRadioNetwork.io. And on our website, you'll get uh, you'll get bios on all three of us, but you'll also get uh, access to either our uh, streaming platforms, which are Anchor. And of course, you can catch the show on replay on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. All three links are right there on the main page. Super easy. Yeah, I think, um, you know, one of the things, Evan, you talked about was how early we are in this space. Uh, and I think that's one of the exciting things about this is the fact that we're in at the ground level. And yes, it is a little bit inconvenient to have to remember 12 words to keep your wallet safe. And, you know, why do we talk so much about don't click on links or don't have, you know, don't answer DMs, all of that stuff. I, I think the important thing to say is we are super early in the space. We participants in Web3 right now have the opportunity to build out where the future of Web3 goes. And so if you are a developer, if you are an artist, if you like you get to define and help shape where Web3 goes, you get to define and shape where NFTs go, etc. And I think you nailed it on the head, which is there are big brains out there that are working through solutions now. So the way that you keep yourself safe now is going to be different than how it's going to be in the future. And to me, that's what's super exciting. This space evolves so quickly, so often. I, I can't tell you how excited I am for the future of Web3 and NFTs and everything else that, that we're talking about here. So good. All right, my yeah, friends. And, oh, sorry, go ahead, Evan. I'm, I apologize. No, I was just going to say, and we've got a lot more coming. We do. A, a ton this more. This is just the beginning. You are so early. And uh, we, are barely, we barely crossing the starting line. Not only are we That's barely crossing the starting line in the space, but even for this show. So yes. we've already done the interview with Beeple, the $69 million man in the NFT space. But coming up, Danny Cole. And up next, Drew and Jesse, uh, the dope art from the Eternal Royals collection. That's coming up in uh, just a couple of minutes. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. This is your voice of the metaverse to the Crypto Radio Network. Your voice in the metaverse, the Crypto Radio Network. Welcome back, friends. I'm Sal DeGuardia. I am Matt Mazzaferro. And I'm Evan Mann. Great to be here with you. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I know we say this a lot, but we're grateful that you're here and you're listening to our show. And we are super excited. We have a couple of guests here that have joined us. Uh, we've been talking a lot about art and we've been talking a lot about how art applies to NFTs. And our next guests um, have a lot to say about that. And I'm really excited about diving into that. So Drew and Jesse from the Dope Art and from Eternal Royals and a few other things. Thank you so much for joining us. We're super Super excited to have you here and dive into a little bit about how you entered the space and what you're all about. So thank you for joining us. 
Thank you for, for inviting us. I'm really excited to, to finally get in the horn with you guys, get on the, the chat with Sal. We've been talking about it for a while. As he talking about it forever. Spent. Yeah, it feels like it. Um, and we got a chance to, of course, hang out and at the Van Dusen Mansion, the big mansion party that JDM Labs put on during VCon, which, uh, again, it was just so cool to see your art, you know, hanging on the wall in a mansion where it belongs, right? Uh, I mean, it looks good in my home, by the way, just so that we're clear. So we have, a, you know, our two favorites that we pulled out and we made prints of as well. Uh, and for those that, you know, you can't see it, obviously, on the radio, but when you get the video stream later, you'll see uh, Jesse and some of his work uh, is on the wall behind him. Just gorgeous, man. Uh, this, this project really was brilliant. How did it start? How do you how do you get to the place where you come up with the idea for the Eternal Royals artwork in the first place? Yeah, sure. Happy to answer that. Um, so the original King and Queen that I created um, that um, the rest of the project reflected, um, I made probably a little over two years ago. Um, it was it was honestly inspired by a breakup. Um, it was kind of just feeling a sort of way and a lot of the, the key traits within the original uh, the King and Queen kind of symbolized certain you know aspects of that uh, of life of relationships of um, death and success within life and death i guess or at least up until the point of death um in any case uh you i'd say uh, early january yeah probably january not this year but last year um i, I dabbled in nfts just a little bit and connected with drew just through a facebook friend um and and then i kind of put it away for a little bit actually um i was just doing one of ones that had a little bit of success but it was you know it was really a grind it was just sharing your link sharing your link and it was, it was tough to really get noticed sure um and then drew reached out to me and kind of informed me of uh, the the board api yacht club the the collections the possibilities um so we started you know just brainstorming that and thinking about what could we do um, the first came to thought was I, I do a lot of animals uh, with my artwork. So it was like, let's do that. And then uh, we were looking at other projects and it was like, cool, that's what literally everyone else is doing. So <laughs> yeah, let, let's maybe try something different. Um, so going back to the King and Queen, um, I, I have a canvas brand, the dope art, and those, those two prints, the King and the Queen, just, they're, they're literally like 90% of my sales. They're really, really popular. Yeah. So I knew they were they were definitely a possible hit, um, yep. and it, would, it to me it was just super exciting. I'm like, oh, cool! I get to take my favorite you know artwork and you know, like go to town on it and create a bunch of different fun variations. So yeah. uh, that's what we did. You know, I something that strikes me about the dope art as a brand is I saw you, that you really have this emphasis on bridging the gap between digital and physical and i know that you guys both have thought a lot about that and and drew you know we we, we've been friends for a couple months now in this space and i i really like the way that you've talked to me about it can you tell me in terms of this project but also broadly in terms of the space how you see nfts as being part of maybe bridging that gap or or ways that you've tried to do it helping get this digital art off the screen and into people's lives Exactly. Evan, thank you for nailing that because that's what brought me into the NFT space is the passion that I had for collecting things physically, whether it was pins, tickets, autographs, um, a little bit of artwork, and even just collecting cards that I, greeting cards that I had for my birthday. Like, sure. I always had a passion for collecting physical things. 
So when I first got into NFTs, I wanted to make sure that any sort of project I was involved in had both digital and physical. So then connecting with Jesse, uh, Jesse's been a canvas print artist for a digital artist that has printed on canvas for about four years now. So he already had that connection. Uh, he had the relationships with the printers. Um, so we wanted to do implement that into the utility of Eternal Royals. And so our first main utility bridge was to have the digital and physical, have the canvas prints. And then we innovated that a little more with having the NFC chips as one of ones. So then we would say that every single token in the NFT collection for Eternal Royals has the opportunity to print a one of one canvas that has an NFC chip that proves that it's a one of one. Uh, so we took that a step further to show that, okay, yes, you can have an addition of 300 of 300 of a physical item that could be tied to an NFT, but to really prove that it's a one of one, you have the NFC chip as well. And then to broaden that a little bit more, we're actually building that relationship with those printers that we have and creating a platform for artists, for collections, for NFT projects to be able to connect, have their token holders connect their wallet to print um, their project or their PFPs. So I wanted to so, talk about that and just really quick interject to say my co-founder, Mac, uh, supports the Eternal Royals, and through John Doe, uh, their marketplace, he mm. got this fantastic, full-color, soft-as-hell microfiber blanket with the Eternal Royals art Ooh. on it. And he was like, how do we get our NFTs on merch like this? And I was like, "It's so, dude, it's so brilliant. Yeah. Bringing that beautiful creation into people's homes where they're just going to like live with it and enjoy it on a whole other level. Love it. Yep. Can I just reiterate, so so this is the power of Web3, right? In this one project, we're talking about bridging digital and physical art. So it's not just the fact that you own a quote-unquote JPEG, right? Um, it's digital and physical that you get both uh, in, in this particular project. On top of that, you're integrating a chip in that actually verifies authenticity around you own this one of one. So I know walking away from it that this truly is an authentic piece of art Strong. um and then you're talking about dropping utility like all of this stuff is bridging in this just one project to me that is the power of of web3 and the fact that i own and i can actually verify that i own that piece of art means i can either hold on to it and collect it for the rest of my life or i can turn around and sell it and i get some value out of that but also you get some value out of those resells as well so I'd love to understand just a little bit more around where do you think, not only where are you guys going in the future with, with Web3 and NFTs, but what do you think the power is for people coming into the space? The power with bridging the digital to physical is literally endless now that you add the NFC technology uh, because you're putting a tag onto that token and you're able to gamify scanning, you're able to incentivize scanning to say, hey, if you scan this in this geolocation, you could get a Chipotle gift card, or you could get points towards something um, that or you're to earning towards. Yeah, You could donate to a charity, you could start a scan streak to where, hey, if you scan this 30 days in a row, you could get some sort of incentive. So I think the power of the scanning and the power of the one of one or just yeah power of connecting a digital to the physical through nfc technology is is literally something that this space is continuing to innovate that's amazing the technology will bring 
can I, can you guys give us maybe one more minute, like two more minutes when we come back from the commercial break? That'd be amazing. All right. Yeah, I can stay on for another, just, you know, we're good to stay on, right? Awesome. Yeah, we can stay on for the next segment. Coming up next, more with the Eternal Royals on the Crypto Radio Network. From board apes to Bitcoin, this is the Crypto Radio Network. Welcome back, my friends. This is the Crypto Radio Network. It's your voice in the metaverse. I'm Sal DeGuardia. I am Matt Mazzaferro. And I'm Evan Mann, here to tell you that until now, everything on the internet has been a copy. It was impossible to tell what? one identical picture from another. NFT technology, cryptocurrency, tokens, they enable something that has never before been possible. The ability to instantly, errorlessly, effortlessly verify the authenticity of a digital asset. This is a huge, huge innovation that is allowing artists to establish provenance of their digital creations. And it's it's giving us other boons as well. We're seeing all kinds of communities of passionate people spring up around these pieces that they have created, that they own, that they have collected. Uh, it's a very, very exciting time. And we're here with a couple of exciting guests. We're talking to Drew and Jesse of the Eternal Royals. And during the break, Jesse, who has a brand, The Dope Art, was telling us about some of his plans for expanding that so that other artists can take part in that community and earn from their participation. Jesse, I would love it if you would tell us a little more about your plans to expand to more sure. artists. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so just to go back super quick, um, just a couple of years ago, um, particularly over the pandemic, I kind of just bailed on everything else I was working on and decided to focus on art. It was kind of the, the best opportunity I had to do that um, before I was always just so locked down. Um, but in any case, I, I came up with the brand, the dope art. Um, I started selling my digital art on prints. It, it started off really slowly um, and it had its ups and downs. But every time I sold something, it gave me you know more more hope and hype to keep going. And then as things progressed, I started to find you know winners and and actually start to make like a somewhat livable income. And you know, as an artist, especially a digital artist, that hasn't always been the case. It's been super difficult. Um, so, anyways, to that extent, uh, up to this point, my brand. The dope part has just been me, um, but I've come to the realization, particularly within the NFT space, that there's really a huge opportunity to open up and bring on other artists um, to license them to sell their artwork who fit under the the quote unquote dope the dope art. You know, right. they have they have dope art, dope art, and there are, as I've seen, countless amazing artists within the space. Um, so that yeah, that is that's something I'm looking forward to adding on to the brand and connecting and growing as well as creating a uh, Web3 gated section within the brand um, so that you, you're only able to get into this this uh, private section of the website if you own a certain NFT. Um, so you'll be able to buy a limited edition prints of from mine or these other artists who are signing on. So that's, that's something I'm very much looking forward to in the near future. Very Cool. Is that something, how can people, uh, one of the things we need to know is how people can stay in touch with you, how they can follow you, follow your work, how they can get involved in that kind of a thing where they can find your communities. You guys want to tell us a little more? Yeah. Um, for for myself, at least, uh, for the dope art, if you know, a particular artist is listening that wants to check this out, um, you can reach me at uh, Instagram, the dope art one or Twitter or just the dope art. Um, I'll let Drew take over for project information. Yeah, Drew, tell us more about where we can get in touch with the internal. Tell us, Drew, tell us. 
We're dying over here. <laughs> all right. So for all things Eternal Royals on the socials, it is Twitter at Eternal Royals underscore. So that's all one word, Eternal Royals, and then a little underscore at the end. And it is the same thing for Instagram, at Eternal Royals underscore. So we keep it consistent. Um, and yeah, that's where you find us. I think it's really important, too. We're going to do this as just kind of a bolt-on from a security perspective. or really doing your own research and, and uh, following safe links right from that angle. Knowing who the actual artists and the project leaders are like you two, right? Jesse, you're the artist. And, and Drew, you've been uh, such a, a huge force in just pushing Eternal Royals forward in the community. Uh, but following, you know, verified links or verified handles on social first then following the links to the website and OpenSea and knowing that you're actually looking at the legitimate uh, project, right, versus some of the knockoff stuff that might be out there or people trying to take advantage, I think is super important. So just wanted to point that out. So thank you for sharing uh, all of the ways to connect with you both. This has been amazing, man. Thank you so much. Anybody last minute? Matt, you've got one? Yeah, I'd love to add just something on there. And, and Drew, actually, Jesse, you said this as well, but... The interesting part to me is that when you first dropped the project, Eternal Royals, it, it was about the art, it was about the physical piece, um, and that was one of the main utilities, not the only, but one of the main utilities that you gave your collectors. Now you're talking about bringing more artists in, you're talking about gating um, into exclusive merchandise and some other things if you own uh, uh, an Eternal Royal NFT. So one of the things that I just want to highlight and would love to get your thoughts about this is, you know, we think about an NFT project. It, yes, you offer certain utility, and that's one of the reasons people buy in. But even if it's not built into the smart contract, not part of your roadmap, you can add utility to your project at any time now, 30 days from now, 30 years from now, as long as you own that NFT. So can you talk just a little bit about your philosophy around that and giving back to those collectors that are in your community and are sticking with you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, I mean, from the get-go, we, we kind of had an idea of what our core utility would be, which would be um, bridging the physical to digital. But primarily, that was with the one-of-one canvas and that technology with NFC chip. And we, we've we've managed to do that. It was There were quite a few hurdles to get there, but we successfully made that happen. Um, but I'm just realizing there's, there's so much more we could add, more value um, that obviously everyone would appreciate and also it just you know makes the the token more valuable and more interesting to get into the project and that's something we want we want it to grow um this project is very much tied to myself and my art brand and i'm an artist and i love to make art if there's a way that i can use my abilities to help the project grow through my art then i'm going to do it um and that's yeah, one of the things within the, the gating um to uh, with web3 and the um to our holders and whatnot so i'm excited that that's even a possibility i think that technology is so freaking cool um and there's yeah there's there's endless possibilities to that in ways that we could add value that are actually sustainable which i think is really the, the biggest thing is just finding something we can add on that's sustainable right. and builds value jesse can i also ask i mean at some point you had you have to know that you have this sultry deep resonant just buttery voice man this this golden <laughs> voice box that i feel like voiceovers are in your future at some point has that ever even crossed your mind at any point 
You know, uh, so like right out of college, I went and worked for Netflix at the call center. There you go. And so I would hear that once in a while. Like, you've got a radio yeah. voice. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, so. I'm not jealous at all. I know. We got we to gotta have you on more often. And you, you heard, like, I, I just dropped it down a little bit more because I felt like <laughs> I had, <laughs> no. Um, you know, it, I took, for, like, my voice cracked forever. I was so embarrassed. It would just go down to the, the highest key. Right. I was too. I was I was like a first chair tenor in high school. So I had like this no weird way. voice is like, yeah, like a, the in between years where like I, I would pick up the voice. phone and people would say, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. Is your is your husband home? Yeah, it was really weird. But uh, thank you both so much, uh, Drew, all the work that you're doing. You've been such a good uh, couple of friends for me, too, just personally in the space. I Every time I turn around, man, you're both there, Jesse and Drew, you guys have just been uh, super, super supportive of us and everything that we're doing here at Crypto Radio. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's been a long time coming, man. Thank you both for being here. Thanks so much for having us. Really, really happy to be here. This was great. Coming up. Uh, so we're going to do this. I think we're going to do a couple minutes, uh, just real quick, of our interview with Danny Cole. This is live, or this was recorded live from the White Room at the Van Dusen Mansion during uh, VCon 2022. So we're going to open it up uh, with a couple minutes of Danny Cole, and then we're going to come back and wrap that up for this hour. But uh, thanks again to Jesse Johnson, the dope art, and Drew, uh, both from the Eternal Royals Project. And here's more from our interview with Danny Cole. My name is Matt Maz. I'm here with... Sal DeGuardia. And who's our special guest tonight? Danny Cole, ladies Danny and gentlemen. Uh, he is an NFT artist. You may have heard of Creature World. It's fantastic. Massive um, NFT artist. I should, Massive. yeah, we should clarify. Uh, and I'm, because I'm trying to like not fanboy too much right now. No, that, uh, that with Danny us. Like I'm trying to do it professionally, right? 100%. Uh, but yeah, I'll Danny, thank you, you. thank you so much for thank taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. This is so cool. We're at the Van Dusen Mansion in Minneapolis. We're here for VCon, the first ever uh, convention for the VFriends project that's of course uh, created by Gary Vaynerchuk who is kicking this whole thing off tomorrow morning 9.30 and you're going to be speaking this week I'm at VCon. Speaking. So cool Absolutely. man. And have you gotten the typical like what are you talking what are you gonna speak on and what are you gonna talk oh, about? Nobody's asked me anything. What is going on? Why is nobody <laughs> I figured that that's all you guys would be like people would be asking you right now, but no, no, no. Um, what's it been like so far? Oh it's been a blast. I uh I came in last night at like two in the morning. Right. Um, we're so we're building an installation is one of the things that we're doing for VCon. Cool. So um, wait, is this this is Alpha, right? Because <laughs> no one's actually released this yet. Does anybody know? Nobody yeah. knows yet. <laughs> oh, the suspense. Love the tease. It's killing me. Yeah. So we'll find out more about what is the installation and what is uh, all the stuff going on behind the scenes. That's coming up next on the Crypto Radio Network. Don't go anywhere. Radio for the Metaverse. This is the Crypto Radio Network. Welcome back, my friends. This is the Crypto Radio Network. It is your voice in the Metaverse. I'm Sal DeGuardia. I am Matt Mazzaferro. 
And I'm Evan Mann. Glad to be with you. This is more of our interview with NFT artist Danny Cole. This was from our time with him at the Super 10K party in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where we were attending for VCon. It's one of the satellite events that was taking place at the Van Dusen Mansion, and he was just about to drop some alpha. We um, So we have an Airbnb, and we have a warehouse here, actually. Um, awesome. And so, so it's been making stuff in the warehouse, getting ready for tomorrow. But um, so I know, I know that tomorrow I'll be speaking on the future of NFTs, um, which is something that I'm really, really passionate about and, that, and something that I, I believe that my perspective on is very understandable, but also quite different than yeah. what I see uh, echoed in the space. Um, and then on Sunday, I don't remember what I'm speaking about. <laughs> but, but, um, okay. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the cool thing is when you're talking on things that um, that you really live and breathe, yeah. you don't really have to prepare. You know, right. it's just like, you, you, I, I know. You've always struck me as opinions, that kind of person. You know? Yeah, that yeah. you, can, you can really just yeah. have the conversation. You don't yeah. have to, like, plan a, a talk. Absolutely. I, I, yeah. I, I have to download the VFriends app to find out what I'm speaking on on That's Sunday. So awesome. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. I will say, although the, the future of NFTs, that particular one, I know is favorited in my VCon That's app. Amazing. So, yeah, I'm excited to actually well, so hear. I had actually asked them because uh, originally I was just going to be speaking on Sunday. Right. And it, it was really kind of them. I like saw the place and I was like, oh, yeah, they got me going right before Gary. Like, that means people are going to be listening. But right. I look at it and I was like, hmm, like whatever it was, I was like, this isn't actually the thing that I feel like I most want to speak about. So I wrote to them and I was like, where are people talking about like future? Like future is yeah. always like... You know, I, I, I've always found myself so interested, not only in the future, but also in visions of the future from different periods in time. Um, retrofuturism is something that, that, that really, really stands out to me. Right. Uh, like the 1950s to like 1970s visions of like a utopian future. Right. And, and how truly within reach that was and still is. Yes. But, but how it's become in a lot of ways less within reach you could say um, but at the time where all these visions of the future were, were painted and outlined um, it was really like hey like this is a direction that we can go and it's yeah. you know in a lot of ways we, we have we have taken strides that way it's it may not look exactly the same but um, so I asked them I was like you know where, where, where are people talking about the future and then they made the future <laughs> panel. That, that, uh, it's going to be you, Danny. Yeah, Shocker. Exactly. Surprise. Yeah. yeah. So, so awesome. can you give us a little sneak peek of what you're going to talk about in terms of the future? What is the future of NFTs in your mind? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I think that what we're in right now, this, this, the existence of this show right. is not the future. And I say that right. in the most... I say that in the most genuinely like bullish way, where it's right now we're in this very interesting spot where the idea of the NFT space exists. Right. The idea of Web3 being something to convene around exists. And the form of Web3 that exists right now is something that um, you know you have to have a lot of, of knowledge to, to be able to enter. And products that reach the masses um, are really something that are able to reach the masses as a result of appealing and being able to be engaged with by the lowest common denominator. Right. So um, I look at the future of Web3 being 
that people don't really know that Web3 exists. People aren't thinking about the existence of Web3, right. but yep. rather just the products that we're engaging with more and more find themselves being able to be powered by Web3. Being, yes. You know, um, because I look, at, I look at Web3 and NFTs as a whole as being a, um, a tool more than a product. Um, and ultimately, what we need is products that people are interested in engaging with. And I think one of the most phenomenal examples um, is there is this media entity called Mad Realities in New York. And they make reality TV shows. Right. Um, and these reality TV shows are powered by Web3, where um, the way that you are able to participate in it and influence what's happening in the show and, you know, um, among other things, it's all powered by Web3. But people have become so enthralled with the show itself, with the actual product, that they, that the Web3 component exists so much in the background that I showed up to a Mad Realities live, live show not really knowing what I was getting myself into. I showed up because a kid that I knew was going to be a bachelor and I thought it was funny. And I looked around me. I knew it was a Web3 thing. I looked around me and I saw hundreds of kids and I knew so many of these people. I would never expect any of these people to have anything to do with Web3. Right. And, and yet they're participating. And, and I think a lot of them didn't even know that this is what Web3 was. And I was right. like, wow. To see somebody this early on be able to deliver a product that is that is powered by Web3, that is actually centered around the product as opposed to centered around Web3 and the promises right. of what Web3 could entail, it blew my mind and I was just like, I looked at that and I was like, it's possible. It's possible. And there are so many, you know, there are so many things um, that can be made possible as a result of digital ownership. Wow. I mean, so deep, so deep. I, I and I wanted to, I want to dive into the rest of it. I mean, we've got a solid probably 20 minutes with Danny. So that, by the way, is Danny Cole, NFT artist. He's one of the most brilliant minds in the space, as you can hear. And uh, he had so much more to say. We just don't have time to pack it all in today. Uh, so we'll have to do, you know, a follow up with it. Maybe next week we can we can run the rest of the interview. But my gosh, I mean, already just in the first, you know, six, seven minutes, it, we went deep down the rabbit hole i mean the That's future of web3 is being in web3 without even knowing or thinking you're in web3 like That's that is a powerful yeah. idea like credit cards like apple Pay. yeah it's easy it's seamless it's ubiquitous my totally. gosh you guys i mean we we covered a lot today so thanks to of course uh jesse johnson and drew from the eternal royals uh, thanks to Michael Trompetta, CEO of JDM Labs, who put this whole shindig on when we were in Minneapolis and gave us the opportunity to meet up with Jesse and Drew and with each other. And, of course, the interviews with Beeple and Danny Cole, just unreal. Um, and some nice. of the other folks that were, you know, in and around our space, by the way. So we sat down with Danny and in walks Swan Sit, the queen of Clubhouse, you know, who's just a, a, a powerhouse uh, not even just a powerhouse woman. She's just a powerhouse in the Web3 space. Yeah, of Web2 just and Web3. Of Web2 really, and 3. Really. Yeah, it's the truth. Yep. Uh, and just so much more. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll try to do our best to follow up well with it next week when we return. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, studio at cryptoradionetwork.io. 
And you can catch us online, Twitter and Instagram at CryptoNet Radio. I'm Sal DeGuardia. I am Matt Mazzaferro. Get your digital wallet. And I'm Evan Mann. Can't wait to drop you a free NFT next time. It's Crypto Radio Network. Crypto Radio Network.